Section 75 of Frontier Humor in Verse, Prose, and Picture. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Frontier Humor in Verse, Prose, and Picture by Palmer Cox. Courtroom Scenes I am as full of law this evening as a seashell of sound. Having been wedged in the district courtroom from ten o'clock a.m. to nine p.m., listening to testimony in the retrial of the case of the people versus a fiery lady, if we may use the expression, who brought down her game the first shot. Though the room was crowded almost to suffocation, I fancy there is not that deep interest that was manifested during the former trial. On that occasion, there were so many letters introduced in evidence. Such a mass of private correspondence dragged from musty trunks and laid open to the public, that thousands flocked daily to the courtroom, in hopes of hearing something rich, if not instructive. I shall never forget the excitement during the reading of letter number 947. It was from the defendant. The counsel for the defense argued a good round two hours and a half by the courtroom clock, against the letter being admitted in evidence. He maintained it was irrelevant as it had never been opened, the receiver forgetting to read it, or neglecting to do so, for some reason of his own. The counsel for the people followed, with even a longer appeal to the judge, to admit the letter, strengthening his argument by lengthy quotations from Blackstone, Kent, Wharton, and other authorities, endeavoring to prove it should be put in evidence, as its contents might assist materially in furthering the ends of justice. The judge began to show unmistakable signs of impatience. He remarked that already a package of letters had been read that would go far towards shingling the mechanic's pavilion, and had no more bearing upon a point of issue than Darwin's descent of man had upon the culture of white beans. He finally gave way before the preponderance of the prosecuting attorney's argument, and directed an officer to wake the jury, as the letter was to be read, that all should hear. After considerable shaking and poking, this difficult duty was performed. Even the deaf juror was aroused, though the good-natured judge had permitted him to sleep during the introduction of several preceding epistles. After order was restored, and an inventive juror had improvised an ear-trumpet with a piece of legal cap for his unfortunate companion, the bill of due was opened. As the seal was broken, Judge and Joy rose to their feet with one accord, and leaned as far forward as their desks would allow, the more readily to catch every word of the important document. The silence in the room was deathlike. It was supposed that on the contents of this letter hung either a scaffold or an acquittal. The weak ticking of the dusty clock upon the wall was the only sound that disturbed the awful stillness. As the calm settled, the muffled beat of the timepiece increased in force and volume until it seemed to attain the tones of a fire-bell. Presently the attorney, in a high and tremulous voice, began to read. The contents ran thus. My dear, delightful darling, how are my stocks selling now? Your loving, adoring L. The effect was thrilling. The lawyer dropped the letter upon the table before him ran his white fingers through his hair, and looked around with the air of a tired traveler 
when he ascertains he has walked five miles upon the wrong road. The gentleman of the jury, with looks more of anger than of sorrow, dropped into their seats as suddenly as though an invisible hand had caught them from behind and jerked them to their benches. The judge, with an ill-concealed look of disgust, settled back into his chair, and the deep crease in his vest, immediately over where his dinner should have been hours before, grew more painfully perceptible. I elbowed my way from the suffocating room before a further correspondence was selected from the package for perusal. End of Section 75 Read by Greg Giordano Newport Ritchie, Florida